0: Welcome, my brothers and sisters, to Breaking Open the Word, the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael. Beloved of God, today the Church celebrates the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity. Now, the gospel chosen for this feast is taken from the 16th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 12 through 15. So let's just take a minute to quiet our hearts and open our ears so that we might absorb the word of God spoken to us today. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me, because he will take from me what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you, that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, the story for Trinity Sunday. Remember, this is a story. (laughs) Many years ago, the Pope decided that all the Jewish people had to leave Vatican City. Well, naturally, there was a big uproar from the Jewish community. So the Pope made a deal. He would have a religious debate with uh, a member of the Jewish community. If they won then they could stay. But if the Pope won, the Jewish community had to leave Vatican City. So the Jews realized that they had no choice, so they picked a middle-aged man named Moish to represent them. Moish asked for one addition to the debate. To make it more interesting, neither side would be allowed to talk. The Pope agreed. So the day of the great debate came. And Moish was on one side of the table and the Pope on the other as they looked diligently into each other's eyes for a full minute before the Pope raised his hand and showed three fingers. Moish looked back at him and raised one finger. The Pope waved his finger around his head and Moish pointed to the ground where he sat. The Pope pulled out a wafer and a glass of wine. Moish pulled out an apple. The Pope stood up and said, that's it, I give up. This man is too good. The Jewish people can stay. Well, an hour later, the Cardinals were all around the Pope asking him what happened. The Pope said, first, I held up three fingers to represent the Trinity. He responded by holding up one finger to remind me that there was still just one God common to both of our religions. Then I waved my finger around to show that God was all around us. And he responded by pointing to the ground and showing that God was also right here with us, here and now. I pulled out wine and the wafer to show that God absolves us from our sins. He pulled out an apple to remind me of our original sin. He had an answer for everything. What could I do? Meanwhile, the Jewish community had crowded about Moish. What happened? they asked. Well, Moish said, first, he said to me, that the Jews had three days to get out of here. I told him not one of us was leaving. Then he told me that the whole city would be cleared of Jews. I let him know that we were staying right here. And then, asked a woman, I don't know, said Moish. He took out his lunch, I took out my lunch and he said we could stay. <laughs> well that's my trinity story for for this weekend. Brothers and sisters, as I said before, today we celebrate the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. The fundamental principle on which everything in Christianity is based is that of the most holy trinity, in whose name all of us have been baptized, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This solemnity is celebrated as part of the mysteries of God and as the solemn expression of our faith in our triune God, to which we have been given access by baptism and by the redemption won for us by Christ. Only in heaven, I believe, we shall fully understand what it means in union with Christ to share as sons and daughters in the life of God and to understand this mystery of the Trinity. You see, the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity was introduced in the ninth century, and it was placed on the general calendar of the church in the 14th century. And it holds for us the very foundation of our faith and our life in God. We know this to be true. There is one God. And in this one God, there are three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is true as well that no one can fully fathom this truth. However, in the moments of confusion or misunderstanding, we should just stop and humbly pray, Lord, you know I believe, just help my unbelief. You see, this feast falls on the first Sunday after Pentecost, in ordinary time. And it should make us mindful that actually every Sunday is devoted to the honor of the Most Holy Trinity, that every Sunday is sanctified and consecrated to our Triune God. Sunday after Sunday, we should recall, in a spirit of gratitude, the gifts which the blessed Trinity is giving to us. The father created and predestined us on the first day of the week, when he began the work of creation. The son redeemed us. Sunday is the Lord's day, the day of his resurrection. And the Holy Spirit sanctified us, made us the temple of the Holy Spirit. On Sunday, the Holy Spirit descended upon the infant church. And Sunday, therefore, is dedicated as the day of the most holy trinity. You know, when we begin our prayer, we always start with addressing the trinity. We say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our prayers are addressed to the Father, through the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Well, that's all well and good, but it still doesn't help us understand the reality or the mystery of the Trinity. Okay, well, hold on. There's a very old and much-repeated story about St. Augustine. One of the intellectual giants of the church is St. Augustine, so we have to pay attention. He was walking on the seashore one day and attempting to conceive of an intelligible, explanation for the mystery of the Trinity that he could share with others. As he walked along, he saw a small boy on the beach pouring seawater from a shell into a small hole in the sand. What are you doing, my child, asked Augustine. I'm emptying the sea into this hole, the boy answered with an innocent smile. But that is impossible, my dear child, said Augustine. The boy stood up, looked Augustine straight into, into his eyes and said, what you are trying to do, comprehend the immensity of God with your small brain, is even more impossible. Then he vanished. <laughs> the child was a messenger of God, an angel, if you will, sent to teach Augustine a lesson. And later Augustine wrote, you see the Trinity if you see love. According to Augustine, the father is the lover, the son is the loved one, and the Holy Spirit is the personification of the very act of loving. This means that we can understand something of the mystery of the Holy Trinity more readily with the believing heart that we have than with our feeble mind. You see, brothers and sisters, Maybe all we need to know about the Trinity is what we've known from the beginning. God is love. Now, we may not understand all the complexities of God or faith or numerous other things in this world, including love. But wouldn't you agree it's more important for us to experience love and share love from our hearts than to just know about love with our minds? Therefore, in conclusion today, let us give praise and honor and glory and thanks to the God who loves us, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow.